Hello and welcome to another episode of Live Love by Design TV. I'm Karen Chaston and this is the place where you will learn how to live and love each and every day, to love who you are, to love your life and to create your dreams faster. And today, as always, I have the most amazing guest, Alyssa Scott, who is known as the tea lady, menopause teas, hot flush tea. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? So let's bring Alyssa on. Hello, Alyssa, and welcome to Live Love by Design TV. Good morning, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure, honestly. But before we get too involved into explaining everything that you do and what an amazing serial entrepreneur that you are, let's just briefly uh, chat about how we first met a couple of years ago. Do you remember where it was? Yes, it was amazing. So uh, I live my life pretty much like random acts of kindness and paying it forward. And I was just running into a local cafe to get a coffee and I was distracted by the American accent of your friend and uh, she was very interested in purchasing my tea as a present. And um, I had this vibe to turn to you and um, give you my dragonfly keyring. And I have no idea why, but this beautiful friendship has opened for the last two years where I've watched you personally grow and uh, I've blossomed along the way. And it's just wonderful that the dragonfly has connected us and I've still got Dan, he's sitting here. Yeah, and I've got my dragonfly earrings on today, which I'm pretty sure I had on that day because I think you commented on them and then we went from there. And a nice shout out to Carol Chapman, who is from North Carolina, who is a great friend. And thanks for connecting us, Carol. So Alyssa, Alyssa, I should say, serial entrepreneur, just briefly... Tell us a little bit about your life and how you came to be this amazing person who truly does live their life on the more you give, the more you receive. Pay it forward, pay it forward, pay it forward. Yeah, so it's a wonderful way to live, pay it forward and random act of kindness. And um, I don't know, the universe just gives me the most amazing life from my charitable side to my serial entrepreneur side. So in my past, I was always frustrated working uh, in industries as a pimp full-time, and I was really unsettled. I could never understand why that was. And I had four years working in the UK and uh, came back, and I was uh, fortunate enough to launch my own business in recruitment. And what a wonderful, oh, what a wonderful experience that was. I had no applicants and no clients and I just walked the streets and said hello to everyone. Because <laughs> you never know who you're talking to, as you know. So what, and, made, um, you, what made you go um, recruitment? Okay, so I always knew I loved helping people. And uh, I just loved the connection with a specific person and finding out about their lives. And um, I know what it's like to be on the other side of the recruitment consultant, hoping that they'll put you forward for the interview. So I was like, this is it. I'm flipping the coin and it doesn't matter what you look like um, as long as your resume is well presented and uh, the facts state where your journey has been. Um, and I also did a different type of recruitment. I found out exactly what you wanted to do in life, not just say, look, there's a corporation here that has a position, see ya. I was like, what do you want to do when you're little? 
They may want to be a nurse that didn't follow that path, but a medical receptionist, possibly they'll stay in their business. Okay, now that, that's really interesting. And that sort of brought up the fact that we are the sum of all of our experiences. And what we dream about as, as a child, we may not do it as an adult, but that's still that little bit in there. So the fact that you sort of thought you wanted to be a nurse, you didn't, I can connect you by be, being a medical receptionist. So you, you're a great listener and you really do connect very well with people. So what do you feel about your past? Did, is that what you wanted to be when you were younger, a communicator? <laughs> I wanted to be an air hostess and have six kids. So I don't know <laughs> how that would work. Yeah, an air hostess serves people and looks after them and, and makes sure that they're comfortable and, and you know, and, and does uh, most of them talk to you as well, find out about you. So I end up flying around the world and I had a wonderful experience in London. Um, I went for two years and four years later I came back and I worked... Um, on a team organising the Queen's Mother's 90th birthday party um, wow. down to just making sandwiches in the TAFE. Yeah, I've done some really cool stuff. And uh, I understand where that was leading because it unfolded for me to work in recruitment. So I needed to have different industry experience to be able to understand where that person needed to be placed. And because my secretarial background was where I started, office-based recruitment is where I thrived. Yeah. Now, most people devalue secretaries, don't they? They don't actually realise that they're the gel that actually brings a lot of the company together because they, you know, especially if they're a PA to the uh, managing director or the CEO, they certainly get to know exactly what's going on with the company and how to bring everyone together. I know, and they see and hear everything. <laughs> the confidentiality is massive. So that's why with the Royal Family Experience, uh, that was one of the questions I was asked, what's your confidentiality like? Um, and I was living with 14 drunk Aussies at the time, and they were like, where are you working? And I just couldn't tell them where I was. And still to this day, it's uh, so unbelievable. I've got the invitation to the project that we worked on in the cupboard there, and, um, yeah, I... So you can do anything. You just uh, sometimes it's who you know. Sometimes it's being in the right place. But uh, I have no regrets, and I walk through every door with passion and vibrance to see what's on the other side. And uh, I don't mind taking risks. And yeah. I think uh, helping people is um, and service to the community is why I'm on the planet, and I have a very lucky life. But I created my lucky life uh, by so living within my environment. So explain that for our viewers. How did you create your life? Because, you know, obviously Live Love by Design is all about designing your life and creating it, creating the action steps that get you from where you are now to where you want to be and closing that gap continually every day. So how did you create your life? Okay, so from a very colourful youth where I was emotionally and physically um, tortured, bashed, um, forced to live out on the streets, have no one love me. I was constantly abused uh, to say that I was a failure. And, um, you know, I decided that I wouldn't be a victim to my circumstances and I was going to walk tall. And uh, in some capacity, that domestic violence and the life that I had to endure for 17 years um, has forced me out there. And, you know, I'm thankful in a way because I didn't 
become a victim to it and poor me and oh so unfair well hang on that was just my story and um, yeah I'm in some ways thankful that I had to live those things because as you and I've spoken before it just builds up the layers of where you're going and I, I live within my environment so I retired at 40 oh, wow. and uh, I, yeah I, I live to the beat of my own drum and it's wonderful when you can work out your passion that every day you wake up. So I put the T-shirt on today and I'm the, the menopause tea lady. And then tomorrow I'll put on the Homeless No More T-shirt, which is the charity I, I created back in 2011 for the homeless. And I pick up the homeless and house them with no government funding. I've got 100% success rate. And the community has been amazing. Pay it forward. All too many items that everyone does have and uh, find someone's can benefit from that. I've launched them back into the workforce and their own businesses. So it's been an amazing roller coaster. I'd like to, to talk about. I'd like to talk a little bit more about putting the homeless into homes without any government funding. So yes. just just the thought of that is sort of a bit mind boggling. So are you putting them into rented homes and assisting them to pay the rent? And so you then finding furniture for them, clothes, jobs, all those sort of things? Yeah, so I'll share the story of Dennis because it's uh, pretty amazing. He was living under the bridge at Tookley here on the Central Coast and uh, I was advised that he was there. So I knocked on the window and he basically repelled me like, you know, he's been promised the world before. And I said to him, oh, do you like Rob Stewart? I said, can you just hold my brochure and I'll be back tomorrow. And I said, Dennis, if I was able to change your life and I could get you a home out of the car, uh, would that be something that would interest you? And he said, oh, you're just like the others, piss off, you know, like, I don't want to know you, you know, you promises all of you like this. Anyway, I said, no, Dennis, I said, tell me what it is. He goes, well, if you got me something, it would be a one-bedroom home um, with a telly. And I said, all right, I'll be back. Anyway, with the collection of people that I connect with, um, I'm so proud to let you know that Dennis... Um, is in a two-bedroom brand-new unit in Woiwoi. Wow. And then the beautiful community came with beds and sheets and I, was, I had a walk-a-thon. That's where I got some funds and the local community came in support of that. It was so much fun and an event at the local bowling club and we had auctions and things like that over the years, the four years. And, um, yeah, so uh, and one lady, she bought him a dog because she felt that, if he could have a dog, he'd get out of bed and, and get out in the community, which has been amazing. And he saved up $50 to take me out for lunch. It was so oh, cool. How lovely is that? <laughs> so I'm, I, I live in Sydney, as you know, and a lot of people I know are moving houses and they're downsizing and they're, and they're getting rid of a lot of their excess items. But they find it hard to actually have places to take the extra furniture to. Because a lot of, you know, the charitable organisations don't have room to store it. So would you take those sort of extra, you know, cupboards, items, all those lounges, all those sort of things when they're downsizing? Because I know a lot of people who are taking them to tips. Oh, no. Yeah, there's a, you know, they could have a garage sale and then they can donate the money to charity if they want to give the furniture to places. Um, 
how the Chris Riley is always looking for um, donated furniture. So we're paying it forward again. And uh, mine is on a per individual basis. So what is it you need? Like, you know, maybe you need a mattress for a single bed and things like that. Um, I have basically sort of just been working on special projects in the last two years, which is in suicide and domestic violence, as you know. Um, and I will do the random housing of, of someone and being an advocate out there to other community groups. So um, like St Finney's, they'll take it, but then they on sell it and the money goes into St Finney's. So to find a particular family, I would probably, um, Wayside Chapel is pretty awesome in Kings Cross. Make some phone calls into there. Father Chris Riley's Youth Off The Streets and different refuges will also take a lot of my items. If I get a, like, for example, I don't know if I'm allowed to say a company here, but my house, for example, amazing bedding and dunas and sheets. And here I was drive, like driving out with a trolley full and I was able to go and visit the families and for winter pay for these most expensive dunas that have just a, maybe a little tear or a little oh, bit of cotton missing. Beautiful. And, yeah, they were warm and their faces. When I knock on the door, they're like, come in. I'm like, ah, I can't stay. I'm, you know, always like flitting here and there, you know. But this is for you from someone else, you know. That is so beautiful. I still love doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, of course, because we don't realise that it's, you know, it's it's own it's so easy for us to have rid, lived a very, you know, opulent lifestyle and then all of a sudden something could happen and we could find ourselves in the same situation. And most of the people who are homeless, you know, are there for different reasons. It's not as though they started out homeless. They probably all had jobs and were quite successful and then life sort of just, you know, came and gave them a couple of hard knocks, so to speak. Oh, it's so easy. Like um, one of my old fellas uh, in the city, he was married for 20 years and uh, his wife said, look, I don't love you anymore. So he got a unit and she stayed in the house and he lost his job. So he wasn't able to pay the rent. She wouldn't take him back. So for the next 13 years, he slept under the Harbour Bridge. Yeah, so it's that quick that it can happen. You can lose your job. We're all one step away from homelessness, really. And with the economy the way it is, everyone is, for some reason, on that mouse roundabout, chasing everyone else's dream of having three Mercedes, living in the poshy suburbs. Well, you don't need to do that. You can live within your means. You can retire at 40 and live every day just doing what you love. And I'm so lucky that I found my passion of being able to help people not only here, the UK, um, even in... <laughs> The Maasai village in Tanzania. I must have this word, charity worker, over my forehead and pick me out. And you know, I'm able to help them or someone else to help them. But that's beautiful because it does come under our pillar all about your relationships and you know, under that is, is our environment and our social ability because. It is about helping other people. We are all one. We're all connected and we forget that. So a lot of the time we feel that we are all alone and that, you know, no one really cares. But to remember that we are part of community makes it so amazing. So tell us quickly all about your tea and how you became the tea lady. Well, I'm a big believer in following your dreams and uh, quite a lot of my dreams have come true, um, especially meeting Rod Stewart. <laughs> being able to go to Vegas and thanking him for all his beautiful music because uh, his music 
the words are just phenomenal and he's a funny man and yeah I was able to go up on stage and pulled me in for a kiss. <laughs> that was oh, funny. And then I won a one-on-one competition with him in front of 49 million people uh, around the world, which was uh, awesome. Again, I was able to thank him for, for making the whole world smile. And he doesn't realise that. And when you say the word, hey, hey, what about Rod Stewart? Everyone laughs. Yeah. So we always get a smile with that or can't you play Rod Stewart? No, old dirty old man, you know. But it's hilarious because he has worldwide domination and he is still performing and he's funny and you know he's got a lot of kids and you know he does a lot for charity so I'm happy about you know promoting him here (laughs) and um, so about my tea that was a dream uh, that I had and uh, I woke up and I have this sort of like warm feeling that follows me uh, one of the, I used to be a street walker in the cross with Father Chris Riley's Youth Off the Streets for nine years, working with the kids. Oh, wow. And uh, and uh, someone said, like, aren't you scared being out on the cross at night? And I was like, no, why? I feel so safe. Everyone has their own communication pattern out there. So if I lose a homeless person, I just need to ask another homeless person and they'll let, they'll let me know where they are. It's brilliant. It, and it's, you think they're just a singular person out there. No. They're all connected and they all know what's going on and they know who to trust. And I think if I didn't have my life, I wouldn't be able to do that. But I have this protection alongside me. And that protection also led me to being the tea lady of menopause tea, hot flush tea. I'm so excited to be able to bring this uh, awesome... So did you uh, make the blend? Did you make the blend? Yes. So So how did you uh, Yeah. Okay, so there's five uh, herbs in the tea bag and uh, Austral Herbs near Tamworth. Uh, they make they import my herbs for me because the growing areas are specific for the particular herbs that I've chosen to be in the tea. Mm-hmm. And they make the tea bags that we're creating Australian jobs, which is so thrilling and they're so much fun up there. And then I have an awesome lady who uh, packs my tea. She suffers from anorexia, um, anxiety and depression. So I feel... Um, an obligation to her to like you know get her out of bed and you know participate in this and she she has such joy she has and we always stuff up like how many logos I've given her and she's like you stuff up the numbers again I went oh you know but I do that sometimes on purpose so she has to call me so I know that she's okay and that gives her a purpose in life and she loves it and we donate proceeds to ovarian cancer um, Australia which also came in a dream a lady came to the end of my bed And she said, oh, would you change from breast cancer donations to ovarian cancer? And I was like, she said, because her sister died. And I said, no worries. Yeah, that's all right. So I wake up and go, ovarian cancer, sorry, what the hell's that? And yeah, did my research and now I've um, proceeded. And I'm really, really lucky because um, I've I've signed the contracts for IGA, Foodworks and Foodland. And uh, they're IGA, uh, independent, community-focused, and charitable, which sits with my soul. So they're distributing yes. my team now Australia-wide. Oh, so wow. I'm Congratulations. Really That's amazing, Alyssa. Yeah, thank you. And I believe you have a free gift for all our viewers today. I do indeed. So for your viewers who are dialing in and seeing my story, uh, they are getting a free box of menopause tea. You just have to email me off the website. No, no, all I have to do is go to the page 
where this will be actually um, listed and there will be a link from there where they can actually get a box of your tea for free, postage included, which is very generous of you. So thank you, Alyssa. Yes, that's all right. And if people um, want to... Do you want to tell you about the tomato story? Yep. Yep, very quickly. We can talk about that. I love it. I love the tomato story. So what happens, ladies and gentlemen, in the backyard, I moved these pine trees and this random little plant started growing. I was like, what is that? And uh, the yellow flowers turned up in winter and of course we didn't have any bees. So I found out that through uh, Jody that I could paint the flowers and it'll self-pollinate, but I didn't do that. I just did it with my fingers. Well, I'm so proud to let you know that I have 10 kilograms of tomatoes <laughs> growing. And every day I package up a kilo of tomatoes and I drive around the streets and I just, wherever the universe uh, lets me do my random act of kindness, I wind down the window. I'm like, excuse me, today is random act of kindness day. And um, it's been uh, wonderful to be able to grow these for you and you know, pay them forward. And I tell you what, the community is so hilarious. Some of the comments I get, you know, and meet the people, it's brilliant. So if you have an abundance of things, give it away. We've got too much stuff. You can just live in the same dress for the rest of your life if you have to. And uh, some of my social enterprises around the world in Madagascar and Papua New Guinea, you, um, maybe go and visit those countries and uh, you come back and see how wonderful and lucky we are. Well, thank you. And, uh, I just want to end with this note. I just want to end with this note. I was, uh, won a submission of $27,000 and I paid it forward to Father Chris Riley's Youth Off the Streets. And I'm very excited to let you know that six kids and two teachers were able to walk Kokoda in Papua New Guinea on one of my... Um, social enterprises that keeps all the profit in the communities and it's been amazing what's happened to those children coming back and how they want to get a job and and sponsor other children back up there on the Kokoda track which I'm thrilled oh it's like a dream come true that is a dream come true and thank you for doing what you're doing and below this video will be all of your links on how that they can actually give back to your charity or assist you in any way and I'll also put down um, some links for people if they want to donate their furniture and all those sort of things because I know a lot of people who are like, no one wants them. So that's great to know. They'll probably get inundated because, let's face it, a lot of people are downsizing, which is fantastic. But, Alyssa, I really have to thank you for being who you are in making a difference not only to our communities but other communities all around the world, helping them to actually see that, no matter what your life is about, you can still live the most amazing life, which so fits in with Live Love by Design. Yeah, so thanks heaps for having me and giving me the, this opportunity to be able to speak to those that may tune in and listen. That's awesome. Really, yeah. really cool. Um, just want to just let you know that with electrical goods and stuff like that, a lot of charities can't take that now. Yeah, um, I can so understand that. Yeah, sheets and you cooking utensils, things like that to start up in your new home, things like that is really, really good. Okay. Well, that's it. So thank you and I look forward to continue to follow you, um, not only personally but also through all your um, endeavours all around the world. Thank you so much for having me. Bye for now. Bye. And that is another episode of Live Love by Design TV. Don't you just love Alyssa? She truly does highlight how easy it is for you to design your live, love, dream life. No matter how you were brought up, 
that is no excuse for you not to design your live, love, way of life. And in the process, not only create an amazing life for yourself, but have amazing relationships, build serial businesses, build your wealth so that you can actually retire early if you want to. But more importantly, you can give back. The more that you give, the more that you receive. Pay it forward. That truly is Alyssa's motto. So until next time, make sure you start to design your lived, love, dream life and reach out if you want to know how to do it very easily. Bye for now.